Welcome to the Road Safety Podcast with me, Dr. Karen McDonnell, Occupational Health and Safety Policy Advisor at ROSPA. This is a podcast that keeps driving and riding for work and managing the risk in the minds of people and businesses across Scotland. Our conversations will help you understand where driving and riding for work sits within the safe system approach and to think about new and emerging risks. This podcast is part of the work of the Scottish Occupational Road Safety Alliance project funded by Transport Scotland and delivered by ROSPA that not only contributes to Scotland's road safety framework to 2030, but also ROSPA's strategic objectives relating to those who drive or ride for work. And for listeners in the UK and wider world, the safe system and management of occupational road risk principles discussed during this podcast series can be applied wherever you are. We're back with a new series because we all have a part to play in keeping ourselves and each other safe on the roads. And today's episode is all about older drivers and those who drive for work. I'm joined by Rob Heard, Road Safety and Older Drivers Consultant of the Older Drivers Forum. With extensive experience and insights into road safety and older driver issues, he encourages people and organisations to think about the issues, encouraging a proactive approach to identifying and managing the risks and motivating change in a calm and measured manner towards making the right choices for drivers, their families and co-workers alike. So hello, Rob. Can you briefly explain what's meant by the term older driver, please? Well, older drivers really fit into many different characteristics. They're people who have maybe retired from work and really maybe just using their vehicle, maybe to go to the doctors, uh, um, maybe to go down shopping. They may be people who are doing childcare, looking after families and now taking on those grandparent duties. They may be people who are still working, who are going back and forth to work, carrying on. You know, we're all encouraged to carry on into later life. It's a good way of keeping us fit and healthy, working still. So it may be those. So it's a whole vast number of characteristics that can make someone an older driver. And has the number grown over the last few years? And why do you think this is? So we've seen a regular increase in the number of people driving on our roads. In fact, there's currently 5.9 million people aged 70 and above driving on our roads in the UK. And that's increasing around about quarter of a million every year, which is great to know. So it's wonderful that we've got so many people continue driving on our road, but obviously if they're safe to do so. So our roads are a shared space. Older drivers at work or during leisure time are part of a whole community of road users. In 2019, there were 203 drivers aged 60 and above were killed uh, on our roads. 1,868 were seriously injured and 7,640 were slightly injured in road accidents in Britain. So I'd like to take an opportunity to dispel myths. Up to the age of 70 years, Drivers are no more likely to pause a crash than be the victim of another road user's mistake. However, drivers over 70 years and especially over 80 years are more likely to be at fault when they crash. So in terms of older drivers, there are those still in work and those that have retired. What fitness to drive factors should be considered to keep people safe on our roads? Yeah, so I think it's really important that we bear in mind that the vast majority of older drivers are completely safe. They often have a, a wealth of experience, confidence and tolerance, which is wonderful. But as we do age, we do know that we do start to suffer from issues with our sight, our hearing, reaction time and sometimes judgment of speed and distance may not be as sharp as it once was. So that's why it's so important that we don't become complacent about our abilities. So as we are looking about 
retiring from work or we're continuing to work as an older driver, we need to make sure that we are still safe to drive, that fitness to drive, as you mentioned. So some of the factors we'd always encourage people to look at is thinking about a regular eyesight test is a great way of just making sure your sight is good to see those hazards ahead. So we would always recommend every two years at least you get a test with an optician or optometrist. Now, the other thing we'd recommend is thinking about a brushing up of your driving skills. So there's many organisations across the whole of the UK who carry out what we call often mature driver assessments. And that's a great way of just checking up those bad habits that we all pick up as we age and just making sure we bring them back into being safe again. Now, sometimes we may have a medical condition that may affect our ability to drive. Now, what I'd recommend on those is maybe thinking about going to one of the national driving mobility centres where they carry out fitness to drive assessments using occupational therapists and driving instructors. And they can often help just identify whether that medical condition has got to an extent now that we need to retire from driving. But they can also give advice about maybe adaptions that a person can give to their vehicle to help them carry on driving maybe like a ball on the steering wheel if we've lost some strength in one of our arms, maybe extra big wide mirrors, you know, when we've lost that mobility in our neck. So it's always about not becoming complacent about ourselves and thinking, well, I've driven for 50, 60 years, I'm perfectly okay. You know, it's about saying, well, actually, let's make sure I want to do a bit of an MOT on myself, you know, have regular eyesight tests, brush up on my skills. And, you know, the vast majority of people who do these things, they actually really reduce their risk of being involved in an incident. It's those who become complacent are actually the more risky on our road. Well, that's fascinating in terms of the uh, health and MOT and, and thinking more holistically about what the challenges are in order you can drive safer uh, for longer. So in terms of older drivers and where they are at fault, what types of errors are they being are they making? Yeah, so one of the big causes for older driver collisions is predominantly right-of-way violations, so turning out uh, across traffic, fast-moving traffic particularly. So we find that a vast majority of those collisions are often at T-junctions, crossroads, where, and in 60 miles an hour and above, that's where we can see the massive increase in collisions with older drivers. Now, that is quite often because as we age, like I said earlier, we are, our reaction times might not be as quick as it was, our judgment and speed might not be. And as we age, our eyesight does deteriorate, sometimes without us being aware of it. So maybe when we are pulling up to that junction to turn right out of a junction, you know, we've got that mobility issue maybe in our neck we can't quite see. We see an oncoming vehicle. We may not be able to judge quite how fast it's going. And then by the time we've engaged again, decided to pull out, things might have changed. So that sometimes can be an issue as well. And so for many people listening to this podcast here uh, in, in the UK and wider world, there will be relatives who fall into this at-risk category and will be concerned. So how should they start the conversation to help people drive safer for longer and then also help uh, plan for when it's time for them to retire from driving? Yeah, so it, it's a really important conversation to have with people. And we've probably all come across somebody, uh, maybe a loved one, maybe a, a neighbor, maybe somewhere we're a carer for who is getting older, who may be still driving. And we may be starting to worry that are they still fit to drive? Are they still safe to drive? Now, I think it's an important time that we always then have that conversation with them about their driving. Now, it can always be done in a much more caring way. And we tend to break this down into sort of 
planning these conversations with an older driver, we need to look really at a process of three stages. And what I'd say is the first one, it ends up being who, when, and what. So who, when we're looking at, it's about considering that person's, that older driver's personality, because we all are different personalities. And sometimes it may take a different person in the family or a loved one who has a better personality that communicates with that person and can do it in a much more friendly way of leading that conversation. We then look about when is the right time to have that conversation. And that might be, I wouldn't make it when you're out on a drive and say, dad, you've done this, you've dad, you've done that. What are you thinking you're doing? It's about sitting down and having that time in a relaxed atmosphere and explaining, look, you know, we've seen maybe a few extra scrapes on the vehicle, had a little bit of concerns about things that are going on, dad. You know, how do you think your driving's going? How are you feeling about that? You know, and then it's about what, what advice can you give to them about it? So it's about saying supporting them, saying maybe about, you know, have you had an eyesight, dad? Maybe about going out and doing a driving assessment and let's maybe work at that together and maybe get some independent advice and support on there. But it's about having those difficult conversations with people. Now, we have in the Older Drivers Forum really done a lot on this in the last little while. And we've actually created a nice little brochure for family and friends, giving advice, leading through how to have those difficult conversations. And we've just run a webinar as well, which has been recorded called, Are You Concerned About an Older Driver? We Can Help. And that's about an hour in length and gives you some really practical advice. Now, it's not always going to be about stopping someone driving. It's about keeping them safe on the road and how you can reduce those risks. But it is a conversation we all need to have rather than just thinking it's a difficult one. They're not keen to talk about it. Last thing you want is to have a conversation with someone when it's too late and something has happened. So it's always important to raise those conversations early and start planning with them because there will be a time that we all have to retire from driving. And some people give up too early because of lack of confidence. And some people carry on driving beyond their ability and a small amount of those high risk groups. So it's always important to have that conversation before that worst case scenario might happen. For organisations that are listening in uh, who have drivers age 60 plus, you know, so those stats I mentioned, the 203 drivers age 60 and above being killed on uh, roads here in, in, in GB, what kind of conversations do you think a business could be having with their drivers as they age whilst driving for work that could extend their driving life? Yeah, and I think that's that's a very relevant point because there's a lot of people into latter ages who are continuing to work driving for business. And it's about taking that responsibility with them, supporting them. I think vital important thing is ask them to have an eyesight test. Maybe as a business yourself, you would fund them every year or every two years, an eyesight test with an optometrist. And that would need to include what we call acuity. So you need to be able to read the distance. It would also need to be able to look at what we call contrast sensitivity, because as we age, sometimes it's difficult in dark and light situations in the summer, going in and out of shaded areas or driving at night. It sometimes can make it more difficult. So we want the optometrist to look at contrast sensitivity where someone's driving. And the other one is peripheral vision, because we age, sometimes we start to lose our peripheral vision. So it's important to make sure that you ask the optometrist that they get that. Now, I would always recommend with a business, maybe they asked a full detailed, maybe pay for it from an optometrist for that person who's driving for them, because that they can reduce that risk of it being an eyesight issue. And the other thing is, is maybe every two years, 
get them to undertake one of these mature driver assessments. You know, it's just a great way or maybe employ a, a driving instructor to come in and just take people out and brush up on their skills as well. If we do that, we really can reduce those risks for everybody and make that driver feel reassured and the company reassured that they've got safe drivers driving for them as well. You know, our roads are very much a shared space uh, and the changes to the highway code here in the UK were very clear uh, that those with greater power have greater responsibility. So how can we increase an understanding of the issues associated with older drivers and perhaps that earlier stage from 60 plus uh, and help other road users understand these? Yeah, and I think that's a really important. We're all hopefully going to be, you know, mature drivers, older drivers. So always think about it ourselves and plan early. And that's what we'd always say to people, you know, when we are looking at retirement from work, we're often planning what we're going to be doing when we're retiring, how we're going to change. Maybe we'll be moving home, all those sort of things. So think about a time for yourselves that there will be a time we all have to retire from driving. So it's about having that difficult conversation with yourself and saying, OK, let me look. Where am I going to be in 10 years time? Where am I going to be in 15 years time? Where am I going to be in 20 years time? And what do I need to adjust in my lifestyle to be able to for that when things do change. So that's the important thing for ourselves is planning rather than that sudden shock of a sudden, oh, I can't drive anymore. If we plan it, it's much easier to digest. And by also planning and getting advice and support, we often can carry on driving much longer, safely for longer. I mean, I think that's a really important uh, message because there are, there are lots of conversations uh, in the road safety, the wider road safety community about how you encourage people to move away from driving and the impact on other aspects of their lives that not driving may have. So how do you think having conversations like this through the SCORSA network, where it's an organisational focus with perhaps a conduit for these messages out to families and communities, how can having these conversations through the SCORSA network make a difference, do you think? Well, I think it is going to make a huge difference. I really do, because I think so many times we have... I have to say, put your head in the sand and thought I'm a perfectly perfect, excellent driver. And what we have identified by working with some of the biggest insurers in the country who underwrite, underwrite most of the insurance policies for older drivers is that quite often it's been like this minor claim, minor claim, catastrophic claim. So if we can identify when things start to happen and we can work on how to rectify those, we would stop that catastrophic incident happening at the end of it. And that's something that all of us have to take that responsibility for ourselves. Because I've always said a car is a lethal weapon. Now, if we're not in fully control of that lethal lethal weapon, it can cause us and others to uh, their demise. So we need to make sure that we don't become responsible for something like that. And it's only by us being pragmatic about ourselves, being upfront about issues that we may be suffering, like a medical issue or underlying problems, and thinking about would I want that to happen to my family by someone being involved in a collision? Is this something I could do? What can I do to make sure that I am safe? And it's taking that responsibility on ourselves. And I think by having these organisations in place, you know, with Sorsa, it would be something that would really help ourselves and help others to address these issues and not just put them to one side and not account of the necessity of having those difficult conversations. So it is very much about personal and organisational uh, responsibility, ownership uh, of the issues. And thanks very much indeed 
to yourself, Rob, for being um, so expansive in your response to the conversation today. Um, hugely important that we have these conversations because they are literally life uh, saving. My thanks to our guest, Rob Heard, Road Safety and Older Drivers Consultant of the Older Drivers Forum. And thanks to you for listening. We'd love it if you could leave a review. It really does make the podcast easier for others to find. And this is such a fundamentally important topic that impacts on all our lives. The Road Safety Podcast is produced by Fresh Air Production. I'm Karen McDonnell, and thank you for listening.